0: Well, I don't know if you've heard the news, but I want you to know I have a brand new podcast and I want to invite you to take a listen. I'm the good thing. The podcast is the place where we unpack life wisdom. We pray, we affirm, and most of all, we discover our true beauty, our worth, and our power. You see, I'm all about helping women build a life they love, and I know that begins with us believing everything good about who we are. Now, the format of I'm the Good Thing is a bit different. While it's a sister podcast to embrace your power, it is a bite-sized version of life-winning wisdom to help you change the game. These five-minute episodes are designed for you to be able to listen while you do your makeup, or listen while you have your coffee, or even listen on the drive into work. I want you to energize your day in a God kind of way, and I'm the good thing is the motivation you need. New episodes release on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays to help you power through the week. Now, take a listen to I'm the Good Thing and be encouraged in your journey. Now, I don't know if you have ever had the experience of an aha moment. You see, when you have an aha moment, it is like the coming together of a revelation that is built on the wisdom you received from some experience that you had. And that's how I feel about the success superpowers. When God gave them to me, he helped me to understand how I could take those strategies and apply them to any area of my life and generate success. Realizing them and then capturing them to share with others has been one of my greatest joys. And as we get into it today, we'll talk more about the success superpowers and how you can put them to work in your life. Let's get into it. For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I often found myself shrinking to fit in, settling for what was comfortable, and even selling myself short. Once I finally accepted that we deserve success and we are blessed with the power to achieve it, I stopped playing small. I'm serious about building a life I love, and you should be too. I'm Denise Taylor of denisetaylor.live and welcome to Embrace Your Power. I help women prioritize themselves, their success, and their happiness. Now let's meet this week's achiever whose story will inspire you to embrace your power and go. Well, hello there. It's Denise Taylor here. You know, I'm always excited to have you join me each and every week right here on Embrace Your Power. Now, this is the place where you can count on me to encourage you to build a life that you love. And even more than that, I believe that God is giving you the power to do it. And when we embrace our power, we can be, do, have, and achieve anything that we want. Now, I will tell you, I do believe you'll be divinely inspired to go after those things that will bring you long-lasting satisfaction and fulfillment. And when you do that, you will experience joy because it will fit you perfectly. Now, I don't know if you are watching on YouTube or maybe you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but I always consider Thursday a treat day because it's the day that I get to connect with you and encourage you to go after your dreams. And so I would love to hear from you if we haven't yet connected. Join me in our free Facebook community. It is easy to find. Just look for Embrace Your Power and we can be connected live there each and every day. And even more than that, be sure to leave a rating and review and subscribe so that I show up in your weekly lineup. Now, today is an absolute treat. Earlier this year I had the opportunity to talk with Sitsi Mutiti about my latest book Embrace Your Power. We had a chance to have a wealth conversation. Yep, Sitsi is the host of the podcast Wealth Conversation and I joined her to talk about how to embrace our power and go. It was such an incredible conversation that I asked Sitsi if I could share it with you here and she graciously said yes. And I want you to know that the conversations that Sitsi is having around wealth are absolutely incredible. You know, there are some phenomenal aspects of us Really thinking through our wealth strategies, our wealth experience, and how we view money. And what I love about Sitsi and the work that she is doing is she is helping to change the narrative and really bringing power. To our choices. Now, Sitsi, she is such a credible and reliable source when it comes to wealth building. And even more than that, I just appreciate how she and I have been able to partner together to further her vision to reach people who need to have money conversations. And so I hope that you'll enjoy this incredible conversation that I had with Sitsi. And you know, as you are celebrating this holiday season and thinking of some gift to share with others, I want to invite you to share, embrace your power and go. This is an excellent book for those who are ready to get out of the starting blocks, who have really been thinking about how they can get going with the things that they secretly desire. In the book, I go deeper on the success superpowers, which include see yourself successful, shake off fear, do the work, take care of you, and hold fast to your faith. And so I believe that this will be a delightful gift to anyone in your life who is ready to get going on their dreams. Now, I hope that you'll enjoy my conversation with Sitsi today, and I hope you are having an incredible holiday season.
1: My guest for this episode is Denise Taylor, and we will be discussing her forthcoming book titled Embrace Your Power and Go." The book is a game changing journey designed for women who desire more success in every area of their life. The 30 day journal is a comprehensive guide for inspiration and empowerment. Now here's a little bit about Denise Taylor. She has over 25 years of proven business and leadership success, more than 25 years of relationship success and over 50 years of life success. Denise Taylor's combined experiences position her to help women develop success strategies in every area of their life. When asked, Denise will quickly affirm that she lives a blessed life. But don't get it twisted. Her life has not been perfect or easy. Denise overcame many traumas, losses, and disappointments. She persevered. Her success is rooted in her faith in God, along with her never-give-up-passion-and-make-it-happen attitude. Welcome, Denise, to the Wealth Conversation podcast. Well, thank you, Sitsi, for having
0: me. I am so, so excited to be here. This is an honor being a guest on your show I am really, really excited about all the great conversations you have around wealth and all the things to touch it. So the fact that I made the roster is just completely a blessing. So thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much. And to those who are listening, I have to tell you that Denise Taylor is the reason why this podcast exists. She helped me get this off the ground within 30 days. So the honor is all mine, Denise.
0: <laughs> yes. When you said, Hey, I want to have you on the show, that to me was icing on the cake, right? <laughs> to have a chance to come and be a part of all the great work that you're doing the lives that you're touching it's just phenomenal so I appreciate it and it was a treat working with you to bring (laughs) this vision to life and as I week after week listen to the episodes I am so encouraged by all the great guests you have and how you're making an impact in so many lives so way to go thank you
1: Let's get into the conversation for this episode. Please start off by introducing yourself, Denise. Absolutely. So it's so funny because I get
0: asked all the time, exactly what do you do? I get that all the time. And it's because I have reached a point in my life where I'm taking the limits off, right? And I really wanna be what I've coined as a phrase for myself, unstoppable. But if I had to summarize what I do, There's like four different categories. I write, I build, I mentor, and I speak. And so today we get an opportunity to tap into one of those avenues, which is the I write piece. At the crux of all of that is really lifting voices, just like I was able to help lift yours and get it amplified so all the people that you have a chance to be inspirational to and and honestly help change their lives are reached. And so it's a culmination of a lot. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to make sure that those who are called to serve get heard by those who are waiting to hear them. So that's how I would categorize exactly what I do.
1: That's absolutely amazing. And such an inspiration for me, I have to say. Now, in your book, you tell us that you've overcome experiences in your life, which, you know, in my opinion, would have broken many men and women. How did you find the strength to do this?
0: So the book that we're talking about is Embrace Your Power and Go. And it's a phrase that I say often, as you know, I have a podcast as well, Um, and it's something that has become this clarion challenge that I always tell people to do. It really centers around the fact that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he has given us power. And I believe that when you embrace your power, you can go, you can be, do, have, and achieve anything that you want. And so for me... When I was able to really look back over my life and it started out with so many unfortunate experiences that I had to overcome as a kid, just kind of facing some traumas that hit me personally. And then the mistakes and choices that came from that, which impacted my self-value and how I saw myself and what I thought I brought to the table Getting to the point where I could take the journey to embrace my own power and then growing to the point where I could also challenge others to do the same has been what the vision of all of this is about. So when you talk about my experience being overwhelming and things that I've had to overcome that could potentially stop people in their tracks I am just grateful that God saw fit to give me the energy perspective and desire to not give up. And that is what Embrace Your Power and Go is all about. You know, we all take the journey through our difficult circumstances and we hit a crossroads, right? We hit a crossroads as to whether or not we're going to pull back and shrink, whether or not we're going to stand up and go forward. And what this is all about is about standing up and going forward and really believing in yourself with some fundamental truths that help bring that to pass.
1: I absolutely love that. And a lot of that does resonate with me because I've gone through that cycle where certain experiences have held me back and I've had to find the strength to overcome them in, in my own way. And I think working with you to bring the podcast to life really helped me work through some of the steps that we'll be talking about because when I look at the steps that you take people through I'm like yeah actually I remember that that section of the process <laughs> alliance to this but we'll get into that uh, shortly. So your book is uh, due to launch in March 2022 is that correct? Absolutely. So
0: in March 2022 is when it will be released for purchase. It's so incredible to think that we're going to have a second book. This is my second book um, from a person who just didn't know that they even had the aptitude to do that, right? So um, the story that I tell in the introduction of the book Highlights an experience that began my journey to discovering my power. I spoke a little bit about some of the childhood traumas that I experienced, and, and they were very unfortunate, right? I had to deal with childhood molestation. And then when I was a teen, I was sexually assaulted. And those type of experiences really come full-fledged after your self-esteem. And even though I had a manner of success, right? Like you could look at me and be like, she is successful professionally. She is successful with her family. She is successful in all of these different rights. Within me still was this little tug of not feeling valued or worthy. And so, As a kid growing up and as a teen growing up, it manifested itself in poor choices, poor decisions. And I'm telling you, Cincy, I was mean. I had the biggest attitude and I know that's probably hard for you to believe because I was very categorically different
1: than I I actually can't believe that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's what people say all the time. They say, I can't believe any of this is true, but that just shows you of the power of change, right? The power of when God can come into your life and he can redeem and make new But through that journey, I hit a pivotal point. And the one that I selected to go in deeper on as a opening story for the book was around when I turned 18 and everything that had led up to that point. And everything that followed that point was where you could see that was really a defining moment for me, right? So I talked about my experiences. I talked about my battles with self-esteem. And I grew up in a family where education just was not a priority. It wasn't like you weren't told to go to school. There just wasn't expectation, right? There wasn't a follow-up like, you know, what are your grades? Did you do your homework? Are you getting the assignments? You know, there just wasn't that oversight that brought priority to it. So for me, I was just kind of going through the motions. And I grew up in a very urban environment that put highlights on all the things that weren't important, you know, like the guys and the cars and the, the, you know, like all these different things that weren't important. And I got caught up right in that. Right. And so when it came time for me to figure out what was going to happen next, I had no plan, but thankfully my mom, who up until that point was kind of detached, really stepped in and made some choices and decisions that forever changed my life. And I am so grateful that God really led her to make that influential impact at that point, because it was such a turning point for me. For me, I was skipping school. I wasn't staying at school. I was hanging out. I was caught up in so much that was unrelated to education that when she asked me the pivotal question, like, well, what do you want to do after high school? I'm thinking to myself, I'm barely going to (laughs) graduate. I'm not even sure you understand how close to not graduating I am, you know? And when she asked me, I kind of just threw something back to her to try to brush her off. I'm like, I'll go to the military. I'll join the service. And I had no heart for that. That just wasn't who I was. And so at that moment is where she kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and she started applying to schools and she literally would call me in the room and be like, sign here. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, you're wasting your time. Nobody's ever going to accept me. What you don't know is I don't even know that I'm going to graduate. So this is really you know, a foolish attempt at trying to get me on the right course. And so she proceeded. And so, Sissy, I can't express to you when I got that letter of acceptance, I was completely blown away, completely, completely blown away. And so it was just a a changing point for me. And it changed the trajectory of my life when I reached that college campus is when I began to realize the world was bigger than what I knew and it
1: it changed everything. Wow. That's such an amazing story. And so grateful that your your mother took over control mm-hmm. for that short period of time, but that started your journey to discovering the principles that you say people can use to make a su- success a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've crystallized these behaviors and mindsets into what you now call the success superpowers. Mm-hmm. Can you break down these success superpowers for us?
0: Absolutely. So I will do them in the context of the experience that we're unpacking. Okay. So as a broad brush overview, the success superpowers, as I've identified them, begin with first seeing yourself successful. And then the second superpower is shaking off fear. The third superpower is do the work the fourth is take care of you, and the fifth is hold fast to your faith, right, and while I have used those, you know, at first they were very unintentional, right, like I wasn't intentionally walking in this space, the The revelation of them came after the fact, right, as you do reflection and you begin to see about how you were achieving certain things, these things come out, right? So I don't want to paint a picture like I, I went to college and voila, here's the superpowers. It didn't happen that way, but I can use that experience to show how they were practical in the experience that I had. So when I arrived on the college campus, I knew nothing, right? I had no perspective of what a college was you know, how they have the college of this and the college of that. And like, I had no idea what that was. I didn't know what a residence hall was, a bookstore. I, I didn't know anything. They started talking about prerequisites. I didn't know what those things were. So I was completely out of my element. One thing that was the basis of my entry was acceptance into a program called the President's Enrichment Program, where the Black Cultural Center on campus was targeting opening the doors of the university to Black students. And so they were very intentional in this program of onboarding you and setting you up for success. And so through that, they created a regimen. Right, That helped you to understand. And for someone like me who was just kind of coasting along, it was exactly what I needed to help me understand how to make some steps to turn my life around. So the first was seeing yourself successful. Right. And really beginning to understand how you fit within the experience or what does success look like for you. And what they did in the program is they began to show me what was feasible for me, what was obtainable for me. One of the things that I like to say when I talk about seeing yourself successful is that you kind of have to visit your future on the canvas of your imagination, right? You have to begin to see what it is that you are working to accomplish and what can happen for you. And so as a part of that program, they began talking about achievement. They began talking about successfully graduating. They began talking about these things that started to paint a picture for me of what was obtainably successful for me as an opportunity. In like manner, during the rest of my days, right, as I'm going through different experiences and have desires for different things that I want to achieve, one of the things that I have to be very intentional about is seeing myself doing it seeing myself achieving it, seeing myself accomplishing it, because that sets the parameters of what's possible for me. And so that's kind of superpower number one. And In the book, one of the pieces that you didn't get to see is I take you on a journey of possible you, right? And I take you on that journey so that you could begin to Uh, illuminate yourself through the superpowers and really begin to discover what is possible for you. And it starts with seeing yourself successful. The beauty of this though, Sissy, is I don't answer the question for you because success looks different for you than it does for me. I just want to, yeah, I just Mm want to inspire you to take that journey of what it is for you, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just relying upon someone to define that. So that first step isn't about me defining it for you. It's helping you to define it for yourself.
1: I absolutely love that. And, you know, when I coach my clients, It's the same principle, you know, I can't tell you what wealth means to you, Mm -hmm. you have to define it for yourself, because that is when you will do the work, which actually is one of your steps, but Mm -hmm. people fail to reach certain goals, because they're trying to attain the goals that they think the world expects them to attain, but it's actually not what they want. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Step number one, see yourself successful in your own way is really, really important. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And so step number
0: two. Step number two is shake off fear. So now if you've really dreamed big enough, right? it makes you a little fearful of what that will require from you. And oftentimes we think that fear is something that holds us back because of what we don't believe is possible. But sometimes fear holds us back because of what we do believe is possible and what's going to be required of us should we truly attain that. There's also the fear of judgment. Like what will other people think if I actually attain that? Because many of us have grown up as people pleasers, right? And so it's almost like Goldilocks. I don't want too much. I don't want too little, right? You know, you just want to find this vein where they don't talk about me. They leave me alone. You know, I don't want to get too big because then they're going to think I think I'm better than everybody else. You try to find this vein. But the reality is this if God is trying to get that vision through you, right? He's a go big God, right? He is always going to go big. He wants to make maximum impact because at the crux of what he cares about are the lives. He cares about the lives of people. And so because the dream, the vision of what you see yourself successfully doing, has to be big enough to encompass him being a part of it, that means it's going to be a little intimidating, right? And as a result of that, we have to be very diligent to shake off fear. And for me, this is when I had to deal with my stuff, right? All that baggage that I bought, all that stinking thinking, like I like to call it, that has unfortunately permeated a lot of who we are and so we've got to deal with that we have to begin to put practices in place to shake off fear we have to accept truth and when truth comes in unfortunately it's usually challenged by the lie that got there first right so something got to us and we began to believe it and it's not always the truth So we have to uproot the lie. And so shaking off fear is a deliberate process of working on your mindset and what you believe is possible for you, what you believe you can achieve and making sure that you're intentional about doing it so that you can not dilute what you
1: saw yourself successfully doing. Wow. That's that, that's, that's a a big one. (laughs) Yeah. And quite honestly, it's
0: where most of us get stuck.
1: Really? Yeah. We get stuck there because
0: it feels hard. Mm. Yeah. We say to ourselves, oh, this is so hard. And in the face of things being difficult, we often will, Um, run, flight, you've heard that, or we'll freeze, we won't do anything, right? And we have these responses to the things that seem hard, the things that we are fearful about, but I believe that with intentional actions, whether it's affirmations, whether it's building yourself up and edifying yourself through the words that inspire you, encourage you, the word of God, whatever it is that builds you up, you have to be intentional about taking that in. Right, because it has to fuel your ability to believe what is possible for you so that you don't dilute the vision. Because usually, in the face of fear, sometimes what we will do is we'll change it. We'll try to make it a simpler goal. We'll try to dumb it down a little bit so that it's not so lofty. We'll try to change it. We'll start with the big idea and we say, ah, maybe not, maybe not that far. We'll just go this far.
1: Oh, oh, that's hit a chord with me. <laughs> I can list a couple of times when I've done that.
0: <laughs> yeah, the pattern of shrinking is very, very common. But I also believe that through that superpower, you can begin to see what's feasible for you. And so taking it back to the college campus example, when I was there, I had to begin to change my mindset. I had to be open to discovering more about all the things that I didn't know. I couldn't be intimidated by the ignorance. I had to be willing to take the journey. I had to be willing to trust the process. I felt very vulnerable, right? I felt out of my element. I knew how to be a homegirl, right? I knew how to, you know, flow in the hood. I knew how... that I had down. And now I'm sitting across from the geeky nerds, right? I'm sitting across from people who are speaking properly. They don't have a slang language down like me. They're speaking properly. And so I feel like out of my element, you know? And so I had to be open to the journey. I had to be open to wisdom. I had to be open to those who had gone before me who wanted to invest in me. I had to say to myself that I didn't have all the answers. I had to be willing to partner. And in that phase, while it seemed like I was dying to my own voice and authority, I was really infusing it with power. And I was taking the journey to learn more about myself and what was feasible for me.
1: Oh, I absolutely love that.
0: All right. And so superpower number three, you touched on it. It's do the work. Do The no. work. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is do the do work. The and work. I wish I could tell you we could skirt that one, Sitsy, but we cannot. The reality is, You have to be willing to do the work. We can't twinkle our nose. We can't say, voila, snap our fingers and it just happened. But the beauty of doing the work is the learning and the lessons that come in that process. And if you are willing to take that journey and not skirt the process, you're going to prove yourself Available justifiably for those next levels that you want to go to, right? It's when you skirt the process that you're not properly prepared for the next level, the next level of responsibility, the next level of pressure, the next level of accountability, the next level that demands more from you. You and I both know in our careers where we started out from and maybe intra-level analyst level versus when you are progressing to higher levels within your organization and responsibility It's those earlier processes that built you up and made you ready for the tough spotlight moments of being at a higher level of accountability. And that is the proof of doing the work. And so we can't skirt that process and it just is what it is. I I wish I could say, oh, you're gonna fast forward to the finish line, but then I'd be painting a very fraudulent picture. You gotta do the work.
1: That is so, so true. And what I love about the, these steps so far is that you can use them in any area of your life, really with your relationships, with your spiritual life, your financial, physical, mental. Mm-hmm. It's not just about one one area of your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. And number four is
0: take care of you. And this is probably the one that if you are a go-getter, Like I know you are, like I am, like many people who are highly aggressive, goal oriented, we tend to sacrifice ourselves. We tend to go and not realize the value of taking care of ourselves. And I will tell you, this is the one that I have to be very intentional about because Um, One of my trauma responses is work, 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 right? So I um, have to be intentional about taking care of myself. Now, let me just say this. Taking care of yourself is more than manicures and pedicures, okay? Taking care of yourself is a very comprehensive strategy to make sure you are touching upon all elements of who you are as a person. Now, I'm not against manicures and pedicures. You can see right now I have my nails done. So I am all about the manicures and pedicures. But I want to make sure that you have intentionality about your spiritual growth, about your financial growth, about your professional growth, about your mental growth, about your person, you you know, like all these different elements, they require as much intentionality as the grooming elements that we tend to acquiesce to when we think about self-care. So do you have a life coach? Are you spending time in therapy? How are you unpacking your thoughts? And how are you dealing with that baggage from when you were a kid that impacted the self-esteem that you grew up with just burying? Because see, I know all about burying. They just become your blues that you just nurse when you're by yourself. So I know all about that. And if you don't develop a pattern of truly taking care of yourself holistically, every aspect of who you are, you're going to marginalize your ability to truly be successful. You will have success, but you'll still be tethered to pain. You will have success, but it may be at the, to the detriment of your health. You will have success. Like you, you want to make sure that you open up all the channels and that you take care of yourself in the process and are very intentional about doing so. And so it's one of the ones that I wanted to make sure we include it when we talked about success strategies, because the worst thing is to attain it and not be able to enjoy it and not be able to enjoy it fully. And so that's one of the reasons why that's number four.
1: Wow. I think that's answered a lot of questions for people, especially people who are very driven. That question of I'm doing everything right Mm-hmm. Why does it seem to be working or why am I not happy? It's because there's other facets of you that you're not paying attention to, you're not taking care of, and they all kind of have a domino effect on each other. So you could be the high flyer in the corporate world or have a successful business, but it's not fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And it's because of something that you haven't dealt with, which you need to think about get support on and basically do the work mm-hmm. on it so everything is in alignment so yeah i think it's a it's a really good point you've made about we definitely need to focus on that area mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and then finally the last superpower is hold fast to your faith and the reason why that is so critical and it's not last because it's least important in fact it's the most important is you have to maintain a perspective of what is giving you power. Like, what is your source? And if your source it can't sustain you in days of contradiction or in days of conflict or in times when it doesn't seem like it's coming together, or, you know, all of these things that work against the vision of what you are trying to accomplish, then you are going to deplete and fizzle out fast, right? The ability to make it to the finish line or to the touchdown is being willing to forge ahead despite what headwinds you face, despite what opposition you face you have to have something solidifying you as a undergirding strength that you can tap into as a true power source for yourself that can help you persevere. Now, I can't prescribe to anybody what they should believe. I can just only tell you what I believe, right? And I believe in the sovereign power of God, right? And I believe that he is here as someone that believes in me, has a plan for me, and is giving me power to go forth. That very notion allows me to have an unlimited power source that I can go to whenever I need it that I can find as a reliable entity for me to know That it can happen. And so holding fast to your faith is more than just saying, I believe, I believe, I believe you need more than that in the moments where you're feeling low, right, you need to be able to tap into something that can still give you energy to rise again, despite what you may have experienced. And one thing I know about that road to success, you can blaze it sometimes and all things will be clicking just right. But there are many times that you'll take that road to success and you'll run into opposition or you'll run into disappointment or you'll run into things not working out. And it's in those moments that most people give up, though they're close, Though they were convinced, though they saw themselves successful, but that is where faith
1: has to kick in. I couldn't agree more. I I really couldn't agree more. And I don't have much to say on that because you've said it all. (laughs) I love those superpowers, Denise. I absolutely love them. And I think you've just you've distilled them so well and simplified them for anyone to just kind of pick up and run with really. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. One thing that struck me about the beginning of the 30-day journal, which forms part of your book, was that for day one, the message is start where you are, no matter what your goal is, you know, start where you are. Why is that important? There are so many people, me
0: included in my past, who was waiting for a moment, right? Where you told yourself that certain things had to be just right, or you told yourself that when this happens, then I will get going. And you're just deferring what is possible for you. You are putting off your ability to get going today. And, you know, one of the mantras that I say on the podcast all the time is that I really want people to build a life that they love. And in this season, right, this season where there's so much uncertainty, there are so many lives that are at stake. There are so many people who have experienced loss of family. There are so many people who have experienced loss of resources. We don't have the luxury of delaying we have to start where we are. We have to get going on pursuing, especially a God-inspired dream. You don't want to delay. And so I decided to start the journey, the 30-day journey that this book takes people through with that notion of starting where you are because I want us to remove that excuse of waiting until. I want us to just begin And it's in that forward motion, oftentimes, that we can find and navigate to the place that we will honestly end up. You know, I know your story, right? And I know you started off your career and you were headed down a very different path, but you started where you were, right? You started in that administrative role and it grew up and now you're a wealth, you know, manager, you're leading people with their investments, but you had to start where you were. And that exposure continued to be part of your journey that helped you get to the point. Now, what if you said to yourself, I'm not even going to do this, right? I'm not even going to start. You would have missed the opportunity to grow and blossom to being more than just that wealth manager you are impacting generations by lifting your voice. See, what I don't think you realize is that every episode that you do will be listened to for years to come. And so because you said yes to that administrative role many, many years ago, it has now matured into you significantly impacting and creating a legacy that will help people forever, and that is why it's key to just start where you are.
1: Yeah, I love that, and I think it's something that I also share with people I coach. You know, many people come to me, and it's you know the the thing that they want to achieve is maybe having enough to start investing or building that. Deposit for a house, and it's just confusion and sort of desperate energy that they bring. And when I say to them, "Okay, let's let's start where you are. What what is your current situation?" It's something that people tend to try and run away from because they don't want to focus on that. They want to focus at the end goal. But to get to the end goal, as you've illustrated. You have to to start st- moving from where you are. And it just starts with that first step. And as long as you make sure that your next step is your next best step, you will get to the to your ultimate goal and maybe even faster than you thought. But just thinking about it, you will stay in the same place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Oh, Denise, I could go on and on and on. (laughs) Everything you talk about and everything you you do is so much in alignment with what I talk about and do. But I think I'll just have to call you back for another episode instead.
0: (laughs) I will accept that offer without
1: hesitation. (laughs) (laughs) I'll hold you to that. Now, as you know, I believe that to create true wealth, we must all be clear on what wealth means to us in each area of our life. Mm -hmm. I call these the wealth cornerstones. So in a few words, please, would you tell us what wealth means to you in the following areas of your life? Physical, mental, spiritual, social, and financial well-being.
0: You know, I thought about this question, obviously, as a listener, I've heard you ask it before. And when I think about what wealth means to me, I will tell you that it has matured over time. Um, At one point in time, it was about what materially I had, what I could represent, It was what was at my disposal. And I think a lot of that, again, came from the upbringing and it came from trying to justify and prove myself, right? But I will tell you, if I think about wealth today, I believe that God is trying to get resources in the earth realm to build his kingdom. And so when I say build his kingdom, I don't necessarily mean building edifices. I don't necessarily mean that. I mean making deposits in people's lives in the most meaningful way. I believe that whatever resources we have been given, be it our time, our talent, or our treasure, that we have a responsibility to invest it so that others can grow. Now, I will tell you for a long period of time, it was really about success to me. But over the last couple of years, my thinking has shifted to how can I live significantly? And when I say significantly, it really is about what impact can I make in the lives of other people? And so I believe that when I consider the wealth of my time, talent, and treasure, I am looking for how I can make the impacting other people with those resources. And that makes me feel wealthy. And so that's the crux of my wealth perspective. Now, for each of those areas that you've identified, I think one, we need to make sure that we have an intentional strategy regimen for how we're building ourselves up in those areas so that they can then overflow to be significant to others. So how am I building myself up physically? How am I building myself up professionally? How am I building myself up personally? And and as you've laid them all out, they're all very key to what am I doing? How is it growing? And how am I giving from it? And that to me is the mark of a significant life. And that's what
1: I'm at the point where I'm striving to do. That's that's phenomenal and, and so powerful, Denise. Thank you for that. Now, how can anyone listening to this episode get in touch with you um, if they'd like to work with you or purchase a new book that's coming out? Absolutely. So, as I mentioned
0: before, I am the host of Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Happiness. That is a podcast that is available just about everywhere podcasts are shown. I also have a YouTube channel, all of my episodes are shown with video so you can see our conversations as well as listening to them. So you can always connect with me there. In terms of the book, as well as the resources that I make available, and I do do strategic power hour calls. So if you have a vision of something that you're looking to accomplish, my biggest mantra is I'm your strategic advantage and what can I help you achieve? All of that information along with the book is available on my website, which is www.denicetaylor.live L-I-V-E. And you can always connect with me there. And I use that as kind of a hub for all things Denise Taylor. And so if anyone's interested, they can connect. And what I love about this whole virtual space, especially the opportunities that you and I have connected on, is we get a chance to connect worldwide, right? People can be anywhere in the world and make the connection with voices that they know are enriching and empowering to them. And so if there's been anything good to come out of this whole pandemic, it's the fact that we have torn down the borders and we are making connection. And I consider that a blessing.
1: 100% I completely agree with that and it's it's amazing. I never thought I'd have a podcast and I'd be working with someone in the US to bring it to life. So that's how the the borders have been torn down and the virtual world has just collapsed everything and made things so possible. Mm-hmm. Denise, thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast and giving up your time. I know you're very busy to share your story and the details of your forthcoming book. I can't wait to get my hands on the final version. And Thank you also for everything you do to support everyone you work with, it's you know including myself. Well that's it, beautiful.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Don't ever forget that you are truly blessed with life, love and all the happiness your heart can hold. Be relentless in building a life you love without apology. I'm Denise Taylor, and you can always find me in our free Facebook community. It's Embrace Your Power, easy to find. Now, be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with a friend. And make sure you subscribe so that we can stay connected each week. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear he gave us power so be sure to always embrace your power and go